1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the dust begins to settle on a busy old weekend in Scottish football The quarter-final lineup is now complete With the Darvel story coming to an end at the hands of Falkirk Stuart Kettlewell is open to becoming the Motherwell manager on a permanent basis And Matt O'Reilly is happy with the competition for places at Celtic After scoring his first of the season on Saturday I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight on this Valentine's Day The two most romantic Clyde One Super Super scoreboard pundits we could find Gordon DL and Mark Wilson <laughs> What are you looking at me like for? I'm sorry Gordon love... That was freaky the way he was looking at me there When you said the two most romantic pundits I was but... saying you about a love over Thank you What a weekend we're coming off the back end And what drama in the Scottish Cup Because since we left here on Saturday We've got a full draw ahead There's plenty of goals And two managers lose their job You think of the drama that we saw at Ibrox The late goals at Celtic Park When we left here I wasn't like that. Um, so a lot going on and a big game for Motherwell. Managerless, Stuart Keltwell in charge. Does he have an opportunity to put his name firmly in the ring for the job permanent? Yeah, and it was another exciting weekend and obviously, unfortunately for Darwell, it came to an end last night. Well done to Falker because you know how difficult that was going to be. Uh, but ran out convincing winners. You look at that cup draw, Gordon. Great opportunity for Mo Club and uh, Falkirk. One of them must go to Hamden semi-final. Inverness Kelly, they'll fancy that as well. But a lot of footballers, Matt rightly said, looking at my, my club Motherwell, I said on Saturday that it was one result too far for Stevie Hamill. I thought that if he lost it, then he would obviously lose his job, and that's what happened. We don't like to, to see that. But they've got a massive game. They've got to concentrate tomorrow night at home against St Man. 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need tonight So come on down And let Mark Wilson and Gordon DL know What is on your mind We did say last night It was one of the busiest weekends We can remember in Scottish football It was extremely busy last night So if there's any leftovers from the weekend Feel free to call uh, We certainly didn't get through Anywhere near all the talking points From the weekend last night So if there's anything else uh, You want to cover Maybe it is a good chance You... Uh, Motherwell fans, when Saturday night came and Stevie Hamill was sacked, you would have thought it would have featured heavily uh, last night and we got a bit distracted by certain uh, goals that were allowed to be walked in <laughs> and other managers getting the sack after that game and various other cup drama as well. So whatever you've got for us tonight, 0141 951 1025. That is the number you need. Uh, you can tweet us, of course, at Clyde SSB. And interestingly enough... Um, very interesting Producer Callum's already got a tweet out there Asking for your beloved listeners To send you some Valentine's poetry Oh it's, that'll be good uh, I can imagine Yeah a, mi- a mixed, mixed response to, yeah. to be quite honest Well it's a nice one's so, in there See if I go silent at any lo- long period of time <laughs> It's me trying to Firstly get rid of all the abusive ones And secondly trying to figure out If they're friendly for this family show so we'll maybe do the old roses are red, violets are blue between oh, now and one the end of, them, of the show. There can't be much abuse coming in. Ooh, is there oh, incredible. incredible. 
Is that just your previous relationship? <laughs> <laughs> well, that theme features heavily. DL's on there. There's a few people making those types of jokes. There's oh, a lot being said they? about your nose. Oh, that, come sort of thing. on. Oh, come it's on. It's not a day for that. It's a day for sure. Love. love. I know. Exactly. Leave the nose out. People love how big that is. As so. the. As the his nose, or the, nose. the Darville nose. manager last night as part of his team talk called his players soldiers of love and I feel like that's what we've got in here tonight two soldiers <laughs> of love Not sure about uh, that. for Valentine's Day did you do anything special? any romantic tips you want to share with, with the audience? oh uh, I, listen I've been working all day but once I get home then that's oh, oh. <laughs> somebody told me <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were spotted in a local petrol station uh, earlier on that uh, could just no, be don't, don't, hey, 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 don't ruin the surprise for the good ladies You'll yeah, be listening If you're listening It's flowers And these shilly chocolates And blue <laughs> Coming your way uh, Twelve of them <laughs> Feed your face and I'm, not, and I'm not even asking you Actually Because I don't think What have you been up to uh, no, I, don't, I don't think that's why So one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to talk about that then fine um, but I, I think we'd rather talk about football so why not 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB it was a remarkable weekend though Mark wasn't it it certainly was look we enjoyed the games coming in here on Saturday when you you see the shocks that actually happened um, I mean the Motherwell one look of course it was a shock and it was enough to see Stevie Hamill lose his job which is never nice but then you look at the Livingston game as well Huge shock there uh, When you consider the places in the league You then the Celtic game when we left It was going along nicely But I don't think anyone could have foreseen the late goals that came in that game Over to Ibrox on Sunday And just the scenes that I don't think I've seen uh, In my lifetime in a game in Scotland anyway So loads of drama in that And then over to Darvo, Everyone expecting an upset And Falkirk go there and do the professional thing and go about it the right way and get the job done so a terrific weekend Scottish Cup we always say where's the shock going to be well there was plenty of them this week I thought I thought if you're looking at a shock um, you know the, well put it this way the most interesting game for me at the weekend we had some excitement obviously unfortunately for Stevie Hamill losing his job but I look at Ibrox Gordon situation not just the talking point about you know, the Rangers manager and allowing Partick to go up the part and score. But right after the game, Partick Thistle sacked their manager and probably one of their best performances of the season, um, which I found astonishing. I know that Partick Thistle fans may be shouting at the radio, well, the results haven't been good. We're sitting outside the playoffs just now, but not been much. But surely the performance at Ibrox must have given them so much confidence didn't see that coming right whatever you've got for us now is the time this is the place to share it 01419511025 Andy is on the line how are you Andy? I think thank you yourself guys good, all, good. all good what's your point tonight? good well my, my point is just what um, Gordon was touching on there I was uh, absolutely dumbfounded that uh, Ian McCall getting his books um, and even more so having read, read the paper today saying that the decision had been made prior to the game even being played. Now, both Mark and Gordon have both been football managers. I was wanting their opinion on, on the situation. I think Gordon's kind of gained me at, but um, just basically, I, I thought it was a terrible decision. They played, played so, so well um, against Rangers and could have got a result back for that late, late, late goal that we scored. Um, if it had been extra time, who knows what would have happened. Then they're still going to stack them. It's cuckoo. Is that 
Andy's call sort of quite telling, Mark, because Andy Andy's a Rangers fan, but it, it was just just felt like such a big story at the weekend when Partick Thistle yeah. came on to everyone's radar, the full country. Well, not the full country, but you know what I mean. There's a high profile game, then everything that happens within the game, then they sack the manager. So all of a sudden, everyone has sort of got an opinion on it, and Andy's a Rangers fan who. Can't get his head round it. What was your take? Well, it, pretty much the same as Andy. I, I cannot believe it when you know you go on social media later on at night and see. And I had to, I had to then you know double check in other sources to see if it was true, because it was one of those ones you sit up and go, well, why is that happened? It's one of those things that you automatically think, well, what's happened after the game? Has there been some drama that we're not privy to? Now, of course, that that's not the case. We've heard nothing. Um, like that but it was just so out the out the blue Ian McCall always seems a good fit for Partick Thistle he seems to know the club inside out uh, listen I was a player under Ian McCall a lot of my career I've got to thank him for because he brought me through at a good time found my position for me at Dundee United so I've got great respect for him mm. and understand what that club meant to him but to do to get sacked off the back of that performance is, is just odd now when you look at them in the league of course the Thistle board would want them to be challenging right at the top. They're not exactly a million miles off promotion hopes anyway. They're a point off fourth. They're six points off third. And there's an awful lot of the season left to go. It, is, it baffled me that one, Gordon. I, I, I really would, did. To be fair, Gordon DL, I would respect, though, if, if there are Thistle fans out there. And we had some on the phone last night who say, yeah, but look, you, you lot are only looking mm. at what happened at the... Ibrox, you know, what about us? And we go Cove. every week and we Cove and Hamilton, and we've yeah. been disappointed. Yeah, totally but, that, agree. But, but, but that still only takes you so far because there's still timing to think about. And in fact, loads of Thistle fans don't even agree with that. You know, we, mm. we had a bit of a, a mix last night with someone very, very critical of the decision. Um, yeah, I was very surprised with the decision. Look, boards have every right to act in behalf of the club to. to you know, sack a manager. It happens. It happens all the time, Gordon. But if they're going to sack him, they've already made his mind up. They shouldn't allow him to get into Ibrox. Now, what happens if, for some strange reason, a miracle happened, and Ian McCall put them in to the next round, quarterfinal, Scottish Cup? So, they're still going to make that decision on the back of, they obviously thought they were going to lose a game. And Partick Thistle, I thought, were excellent on the day. Now, it is a cup game. It is against Rangers at Ibrox. It gives you such a lift. They're a point off the the playoffs. Now, I understand there have been some real disappointing, probably, performances and results in there. But to let them take charge of the team, knowing in the back of their mind, doesn't matter whether it's going to happen, they're going to relieve him of his duties on Monday. I thought that was poor. Uh, Andy, from a Rangers perspective, what, what did you make of some of the big talking points from the game? It was um, quite dramatic, wasn't it? Ah, it was pretty, pretty dramatic. I'm, I'm going to tell you, hopefully I get time to explain this one. I'm sitting watching the game, and I watched the wee guy, I um, can't even remember his name, now, came down and scoring the, the equaliser. And I'm turning at the guy who's sitting next to me, guys behind me, and I said, is it no normal for the team that uh, scores a goal it's, it's the opposition that takes the centre, is it no? And Rangers are going to take this in the centre. And no, no, and the, that goal had stood, and I look up at the scoreboard, and it's 2 2. And I'm saying, what, what happened there? And I mean, that was just totally. I mean, I've been at football, I'm 74 years of age, you know, I've been going through, I was nine year old, and I've never in my life seen anything like that. 
at all. Never probably likely to see it again. And I, it was just so, so surreal, to be quite honest with you. It was, oh, couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Was it the right call for you, Andy? So much has been said about this. We had the most extreme views on both sides last night. We went from Michael Beale should be sacked to Michael Beale deserves a, a knighthood for, you know, for this and, and a lot in between. What was your take on it? Well, my take on it is 100% supporting Michael Beale. Um, more so on the, the side of Tillman. Tillman's only a 20-year-old young up-and-coming footballer who's going to be top-notch, by the way. And to have that stigma over him um, for doing what he done, uh, and that, that would have stuck with him for a long time in his uh, career going forward. And I'm just so pleased that Bill um, allowed that to happen for, for Partey to go down, score the equaliser and take the stigma off, off uh, Tillman. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous thing to do. Yeah, it was quite extraordinary, really. Uh, no. What? No, what? You're not convinced that it was the right thing? Right doing? decision? Yeah. I can see both sides of the argument. I thought enough time was given to, to Partick players to sort the, the initial ball out. Um, but I've got to, I've got to give credit to Bill because whether you think that's right or wrong, it is a huge decision to take that on your shoulders. And I know he said that he consulted his staff to see if that was the right thing to do. But taking something like that on when your team's up against it, I thought it showed tremendous courage. So I will commend him on that. But what, what do you think? Do you think? I, I think I think the biggest argument will be supporters. I.e., this is a big question. If that happened against Celtic, would they have done it right? We don't know. But what I will say on this, I thought it was a brilliant piece of sportsmanship. Absolutely top class. Now, because now he could easily lose a game, Mark, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Andy hits the nail on the head as well. He's protected a young lad, first and foremost. I think he protected the name of the club by coming out with the sportsmanship that he, that he eventually done. I just thought, I'm not, I've, Michael Beale's sort of a, I'm, I'm on the fence with Michael Beale, listening to him sometimes, and I'm thinking, yeah, he likes to talk, he likes to talk, he likes to talk. He certainly won me over at the weekend. I thought that was absolutely brilliant in what he'd what he done. Mm, this was James Tavernier's take on it. No, it's the, it's the, it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, Rangers are the, I've got a high level of standard and and it was the right thing to do. Um, I think Malik's a, a young, honest, honest lad and he was down, you know, when the ball went out of place. So I don't think he actually knew what was happening and it, I think it was just the right thing to do. Um, and we knew we had more than enough to, to finish off the game and obviously get through. But like I said, it's just disappointing that the, the level of performance that we've displayed. Um, obviously, it's not something that Alan, Alan wants to to hear and he's, he's a proud goalkeeper never wants to concede um, but it was obviously the right thing to do um, as a Rangers football club we've got high level of standards and we always try and set them every single day and it was the right thing What do you make of it on specifically to protect Malik Tillman or whatever the wording was Mark because I must admit whether this is just a personal thing maybe this is why I am just stuck in here and would never make it at that type of uh, managerial I hadn't really thought about that it's not a cons- mm, I had yeah. just thought about the very basic In terms of what team deserves what advantage I hadn't really thought about Having to consider what Malik Tillman did And how it would reflect on him And how yeah. you can fix that for him 
Like I say, maybe that's just me being ignorant. Well, that's quick thinking from from Beal. If that was his instant thought, um, because the right Tillman would have got it. It would have been something that would have stuck with him throughout his time here in Glasgow. There's no doubt about it. It would have been used to stick to beat him with that. You know, his unsportsmanship uh, would fall him through his his career. So, you know, young man made a mistake, pressed when he shouldn't have been pressing. Um, but ultimately, uh, for me, Bill did mm. the the right thing. Which again, I'll go back to it, takes tremendous courage to stand there on that touchline in a cup game where it could go either way and make that decision. And and for me, right thing. Mm, okay, thank you very much to Andy. We're going to bring Tom in the West End in next on 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel are here It's 01419511025 To get your football point across You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Where we've also encouraged Which would be a, an interesting word You to send your Valentine's poem Poems, poetry for Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Have you not seen this tweet? No Very, very disturbing Because producer Callum Remember he did that Free online Photoshop course mm. And he always likes to Sort of show off his skills What is the photo? It's um, it's from Titanic Which is topical Is that not being re-released Or something like that? Is it's it? I, 25 it's years on Is yeah. Mark in the water Try to hold his hand up And I'm trying to pull him back out No yeah, I'm, I'm painting drowning you him. I'm painting you yeah, you're lying down with your top He's painting you like one of his French girls <laughs> What? It's horrendous honestly <laughs> I need to show me that no, I'm only kidding It's the famous scene where Obviously Kate Winslet's oh, at the right. front of the boat and Leonardo DiCaprio's oh, behind her so hold, hold who, who do you think who's at the back you <laughs> sorry you wondering so you're you're Leo <laughs> and uh, and he's he's Kate but we've got you as the sort we've gone for the 1994 um, nah, I'd say 1999 version of you jet black hair ah, swept to the beautiful. side and by the looks of it we've gone for the 1999 version of Mark Wilson as well that was Very a couple young. of stone ago I'll tell you that for free. a couple of stone ago <laughs> uh, but the picture's there and you can send us your poetry uh, for Gordon DL and um, Mark Wilson there we go Anyway, uh, some of them are very, very funny. Some are very rude. Yes, exactly. Let's bring in Tom because he's been hanging on uh, for quite some time. How are you, Tom? You okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. Now, Tom, it says you're a Partick Thistle fan. So I wonder what you take of all the the madness that's gone on in the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm quite disillusioned with a lot of people who are making comments about McCall um, and and the unjustness of the sacking and stuff like that because. I would love to see, you know, um, how many people have actually saw us in the last few weeks, or, or, or saw us through the season. Um, we've this is the second collapse we've had this year. Um, what do you call it, under Ian? Um, you know, the, the the you know nobody's mentioned the Dunfermline game that we actually qualified through, which was a really injustice to Dunfermline how they never qualified. They played us off the park. There's a guy on last night saying about the the Hamilton game, how we outplayed Hamilton. He obviously got himself mixed up because it took us to the 91st minute before we actually got a header and target, a shot and target that the goalkeeper saved. Um, this has been coming. Um, it, it, it's it, it's been coming. We, we collapsed last year after Christmas under McCall. Um, would you call it from challenging at the top of the league 
to slipping back down and then struggling to get into fourth place. We've got the second highest budget in the league. The players proved on Sunday they have the ability. Um, I genuinely believe the players self-motivated themselves. The motivation is not coming from McCall, Scully and Archibald. Um, if you if you've been watching Thistle and you look at the if you watch as the game progresses and we go behind and then you look at the the the, the dugout and it's almost like rabbits caught in a headlight. There's nothing coming from them. The changes that we make don't seem to do it. This squad is McCall's squad. He's been given the budget and his promise was we would get into the top two for this season. With that budget, we should have been doing that. The quality of the game on Sunday shows that the players have it. And we're failing. He had to go. What about the timing of it, Tom? Because I, I am... I'm sort of glad you started in the way you did I've been trying to make that point It's alright for people who just tuned into Partick Thistle at the weekend And, and saw a plucky performance um, But you know there was obviously a bit more to it um, But you know what, what about the, the timing of it And is, is the form really that bad when you, when you look at the fact that it's one point off the playoffs I think uh, Yes it is that, That's two of the teams in the bottom uh, Would you call it the, the, the bottom three That have beaten us at home and also Dunfermline from the league below, who deservedly should have beaten us and, and, and didn't be as... The, the form has dropped off dramatically and he doesn't seem to know how to change it. He doesn't know how to change a game. You know, if, if, you, if you look back over the results, the amount of times that when, when we go behind, do we come back and win? No. But see when we go up, right? Like Cove Rangers did it for Hill, came back, with two attacks in the last five minutes and got a two-each draw. Dundee, 2-0 down with 15 minutes to go, then beat his 3-2. And their boards, their, 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 their um, dugouts whole alive, pushing Dundee forward. I, 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 the, I, I just genuinely believe that Ian's done his course. Yeah, the gist of that, that, that's a good way to sum it up. Tom thinks it's the right decision over, over the piece, Mark. What's fascinated me, I do think the timing is important because for some fans like like Tom, sorry, that that's fine. Tom can just say, "Well, I, I don't care mm-hmm. about the timing. I think it was the right decision, and that's all that matters." But when we've had Partick Thistle fans on very passionately disagreeing with that, and yeah. have the the board created a situation where it, it, it's it's caused it's caused that divide, it's caused that drama, it's caused that yeah. debate. There is and. Look, not only with the fans, my understanding that it's not went down well with some of the players as well. And uh, look, if I'm proved wrong with that, then it'll hold my hands up. But that's my understanding at the minute. So not only is there a divide with some of the, the supporters that go along and pay their money, but within the dressing room as well, because I know there's a lot of good relationships here, Wien McCall. Look, Tom goes along every week and he sees Partick much more than, than we do. Of course he does. And he's made his feelings, you know, quite clear there what he thinks and he thinks someone's better to come along but Thistle hasn't always been plain sailing you know you look at the teams above them and they've got some good results in the season against some of those sides but they've also had to deal with injuries throughout the season as well Partick Thistle I wonder if Ian McCall can actually say that he's he's had a, a period of time that he's had his full squad to build on something now the argument will be which squad has then people will always say managers mm. will always injuries, say but yeah. When you're sitting a point away from the playoffs, is that enough yeah. to sack a manager? 
I, I think it's harsh. I really do. Saw a lot, Gordon, about Thistle fans. You know, not disagreeing with Tom in the sense that yeah, there's there's been some poor results, but more about the, the feeling on Sunday and how everyone was feeling a bit together. You know, there was like there was a big travelling crowd. And it, yeah, it was a plucky performance and it, it wasn't quite enough to get over the line It just feels like for many, clearly not Tom But for many to do it then it, it almost, I'm not saying it doesn't matter if it's the right decision Of course not, but it almost adds another layer to consider About, you know, firstly is it the right decision or does it not But why did you do it then and, you know, was he going to go before the game anyway I don't think it looks uh, particularly good in the club. I've no problem with Partick Thistle making a decision on sacking a manager. It happens in football. We've seen Stevie Hamill getting sacked from Motherwell at the weekend. An absolute club legend. So I've no problem. That's that's the fact of the job. You know, when you get into a job, things aren't going right. You're going to lose your job. Now, as Mark quite really says, Tom goes around there. He watches Thistle week in, week out, and he's got a better opinion than Thistle than we do because we're stuck in the studio. I Where it doesn't sit good with me, and I don't think it looks good for the club, is they, they the, the board or whoever it was made that decision are going along there to support their team knowing they're dismissing their manager that night. They shouldn't have let him take charge of the team, Gordon, because it wasn't like anybody fancied Partick Thistle to go to Ibrox and cause a shock. The problem was it backfired a little bit because Partick Thistle, I thought, at times were excellent. And all of a sudden, nobody expected Partick Thistle to sack their manager. Now, they might have looked at it if Rangers had went out there and cruised to a 6 or a 7 nil, and then the Partick Thistle board and directors never won. I think won. it's almost like that's what they expected Correct. to happen. That's, that's my opinion here. That's what I think. And all of a sudden, it backfired because Tom's right. The players were motivated. You go to Ibrox, a big crowd. It's a cup. You're getting. You're doing well. All of a sudden, excitement's there. You're trying to tell me the Partick Thistle board were shouting, "No, Michael, don't bother. Don't 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 let them walk it in." I'm not saying they were shouting, but I, I <laughs> think joking. I think everyone involved in that decision was thinking, "Well, we're certainly we're on a hiding to nothing here. Rangers will probably be comfortable mm. for." Party Thistle have come off their best performance probably this season. That's my, I'm not bothered about the sacking. I I'm t- typically bothered mm. about the timing. They shouldn't have let them in the dugout if they know they were going to dismiss them. Okay. Uh, thanks, Tom. It was nice to speak to you. That was Tom in the West End. Let's bring Gary in in East Kilbride. Gary's a Rangers fan. What's on your mind after a dramatic day on Sunday, Gary? Hi, panel. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Uh, it was just about the Tillman goal, uh, or the, the part, more the party official goal. I wasn't too happy with Neil giving it away. Uh, I can understand where he's coming from, especially defending uh, Tillman with his, him only being 20 years old. Uh, I think we, we forget that because of the level of performance he gives us. We do tend to forget that he is only 20 years old. Uh, but if the ref had a blown for the foul, or even if VAR had picked up the stamp on Tillman, there was a reason that he was down and didn't see the ball go out for a throw-in, eh, none of this would have happened. Eh, so that's where I'm coming from with it. Yeah, Mark, to be fair, there was a lot last night about to, to sort of not let it be forgotten that the referee had a bad game. Roger was big on that. When you look at the penalties at either oh. side, look, oh. we could that, that would take us down a full other path. We can do that later if you want. What about the, on, on the... 
the, on the, the goal incident. incident. Um, Should that have been a red card? Was there a stamp? Look, not for me, Gary. I, I mean, a stamp. I've seen stamps, you know, numerous times. That you know, there's force in there. There's intent. I actually just thought it was accidental more than anything. That and Rangers fans who would think it's a stamp will laugh at that. I, I, I genuinely did. I didn't think that the Thistle player meant to intentionally stamp in Tillman. So. Mm. Gordon. For me, I thought he got that one right. No, I didn't. I didn't look at the incident. Thought it was a red card. I think we're too quick to every tackle analyse it. Right? Okay, that was a stamp. That was whatever it may be. Um, it was just. It's been brought up because of what happened after that, Gordon. Obviously, Tillman was down. He was in a little bit of pain. Of course, he was. Didn't see the incident. Got up. Obviously, seen a bit of advantage. And then that's when all the talking points come in. But look, Gary might have seen that as yeah, should have been red card. Could never have happened anyway. But I didn't. And Mark agrees. Mm. I mean, Gary, you, you did say you you sort of understood it. You understood a bit where Michael Beale was coming from. Have you gone through a journey on this? Were you raging at the time, and even you're now coming round to it, or how would you describe it? Yeah, I was I was standing in the living room shouting at the telly about it. Yeah, a few a few choice words. It's not suitable for radio at the moment. Yeah, but yeah, I can I can as I say I can completely understand where he's coming from, and I can understand why he's done it. I don't think any other club in Scotland would have done it for us, which is my main reason for not doing it. Yeah, that's just a wee bit selfish on our part. But yeah, what do you mean by well? I think I know what you mean by it to, to a point, Gary, but. Is is that not more? Is that not more for for fans? And look, let, let's go back to this thing about standards, right? And I don't want to then set off this other debate about who actually has standards and who doesn't. But I'm talking about in the words of Michael Beale or in the words of James Tavernier, they believe they were upholding certain standards. Is that not the point of upholding standards? Is you do what? Other people wouldn't do is, is you know if, if that's the way it's going to be and people can debate the, you know whether that is um, the the way to look at it or not. But is that is that not the idea? It's, it's called taking the high ground for a reason, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. But I, sometimes I just wish our club club would fight dirty like other clubs do. Uh, I just don't. I feel that our club take a dignified mm. silence with a lot of stuff. But again, see, even on that, and I. I if that's the way you feel like I'm not saying Rangers have better standards right before we set off this other debate but if that's what Michael Beale's saying that's what James Tavernier's saying and you've just said I would prefer my team to fight dirty like other teams if that were true why would you want to go to other people's level why would you not why would you not want to try and, and do things your way it's years of especially over the last 10 years I just feel like the way mm. our club's been been dealt with by other clubs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's been a, it's, it's, there's been no respect shown to Rangers, so I don't, I understand why Bill done it, and I can, I can, it's, it kind of goes back to the whole ethos about stuff and how he wanted the club to be. Uh, so I can understand why Bill again, Bill's taking that, and why him and Tavernier are, are mentioning yeah. standards. But this to me, Mark, is always why it'll be very different for fans and other people. Look, I, I don't think, and I noticed it's a significant anniversary on that front uh, today. I don't think anyone needs to spark a debate about how Rangers have or haven't been treated by other clubs. Right? We'd, we'd be here all night. We'd ground in circles. But in that moment. I don't think Michael Beale's thinking about that somehow. You know, so this is all very interesting for fans, and they can have these theories about ah, no other club would do that for us, and we should fight dirty like other clubs. And the way we've been treated over the last ten years, all sounds great, all sounds ah. dramatic. 
Michael Beale's in, standing there on the touchline with a split second decision to well, make. Well, uh, you know, because decent people rise above all that nonsense, you know, and conspiracy theories and whatever else you have when they're put into the cold light of day into that situation where they have to make a, a decision, a split second decision, and back up what their morals are. Michael Beale certainly did that. Now, I find it more interesting that uh, people like Gary are coming on and saying that they were absolutely raging at it. I, I totally get He's your point. He's a bit more comfortable now, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, now. But at the time, surely you would be applauding your manager and your club for standing alone where others may not have. Surely that's a bigger you know, badge to wear on your chest than than anything else. So I find it extraordinary that people were having a go at the, the manager. And look, I, I get... Because Rangers weren't playing well, there might have been some fear in the ground at that time. Oh, what if this causes? See if it did causes cost Rangers. I, I may have then reflected even better on them that look, even though the game wasn't going well mm. and they got put out, this great act of sportsmanship took place. So, there's a bit of a headache for Michael Beale Gordon. Look, it's not it's not a major thing. I don't think could be wrong. Um, it, it's it's interesting. It's exciting this weekend, but. He's won a game and he's gone through in the mm-hmm. cup and he's still winning the vast majority of his games. Yet, uh, what he would have felt is just you know, kind of like we said, a, a decision in a moment, a gesture, has caused a lot of his fan base to be a bit unhappy with him. Yeah, but I, I think the majority of the fan base and everyone concerned the club would agree that it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, you can look, point the fingers at well, would NDLs have done that for Ray? I think there's a lot of managers out there with good morals about themselves for their club and protecting their players and their club and their own reputation. Because when it's time to make the right call, then you've got to be big enough and brave enough to stand up and make that call. And in my opinion, I thought it was a right call and a fantastic call. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Good time to call. We'll get you on next. I'll need to try and get some of these Valentine's poems for you too. I'll, I'll, I'll scour forward, through yeah. them and find some PG ones for you next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here, the two most romantic pundits we could find for you this Valentine's Day. The only thing I'm missing is I should have lined up some, you know, like romantic music mm. for this next section. I'm going to read some of the poetry that your adoring fan base. <laughs> Have sent in for you That's be good. This Valentine's Day I mean seriously Some of these are <laughs> Interesting uh, To say the least Very very tough actually To find ones that are um, Okay for Yeah for a, a family show But there are definitely some uh, That I like One that In lots of them making little jokes About things that have happened Or been said on the show So I like that uh, Lemmy Hendricks says Roses are red Violets are blue D.L. and Wilson Their love was true until Mark caught Gordon out on the veranda messing about with Chaos the Panda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got that image now oh, in my head. Oh, yeah. You're in chaos. Very happy with that, I must admit. That's, um, Grant says, Roses are red, the Dazzler's nose is too. My oh. Tinder messages are as dry as a subway for Hugh. <laughs> We've got to move on from that. Uh, lots about specky tubes and big nose. Roses are red, violets are blue. Dazzler taught Ange everything he knew. Well done, Patrick. try that one. Oh, wow. Behave behave yourself. Well, Johnson. 
I don't think so I don't mm-hmm. think so Roses are red Violets are blue Wilson's a pundit He's not got a clue Says he's <laughs> That's probably the truest one though. Uh, mm-hmm. Roses are red Violets are blue Daz loves a wedding cake He's had one or two Yeah there's a few of them A three uh, Eugene <laughs> says Mark's face is red Gordon's nose is blue Sack them both And get Charlie Mulgrew <laughs> Charlie's up to I don't know if we could afford them um, oh, Richard's taking his life In his own hands Roses are red Violets are blue I've ditched the wife This Valentine's And I'm listening to you Ah well done Good luck I like Richard. that That's all I've got to say Very bravery there I would not take Relationship advice Off these guys yeah. That's that's one thing That's for sure So anyway At Clyde SSB uh, Just a bit of fun um, I think we probably do this every single year. Maybe that rhyme, I know. I want, who made up that rhyme? Roses are red, violets are blue. Where'd that come from? Are violets blue? Are they not purple? Anyway, am I getting too deep? Why do you do I these don't things? Know. I don't know. It's things that run through my head. I, who, who's got copy? Is it copyright on that? Post? Why? Why do you? Why do you? Put a me man in these? that goes to the garage for flowers and a wee bun, a, a wee box of chocolates. Can't we've just given it all away. M and S. Is she, is she listening? Ah, of course <laughs> Give away now <laughs> Apparently can be traced As far off. back as 1590 Really? Yeah. That's great research from yeah. you That producer <laughs> Callum Are you joking? Aye Well done Callum yeah. so There you are 1590 right. The honey's the, the sweet And so are you He claims is, is the original But we've got lots of Intelligent listeners Who are going to Probably write in now And say that's not That's not true And it's something else um, Seems great Quite a vague date Just trace back to the 15 I feel like people Have been keeping an eye On you two though Around this yeah. Valentine's Day Cause Joseph just says I saw Gordon D. Ellen Costa yesterday Certainly not got that Hair colour now In reply to the uh, <laughs> the, the picture that we put up of you <laughs> I like when I people Spot you And then just Tweet fair. the show to slaughter you I know it's, it's, it's like it's acceptable We just accept yeah, it I get people just Slaughtered <laughs> all the time I've We just got to this guy Broad shoulders Just accept it uh, Accept the criticism In life And move there's on There's no other Line of work That You know People on the phone In the NHS And says NHS you know, 24 I, and just I saw that nurse <laughs> She was <laughs> Looking <laughs> awful <laughs> And cost her a, We just get Unbelievable abuse I feel bad for you You get the brunt of it yeah, anyway, 01419511025. Keep your n- nice mentions coming. Um, Davies and Govan, how's it going, Davy? How you doing, guys? You alright? Hi. Good man, what's your point tonight? Well, it was, um, I think the, the boy Fisco Bride sort of covered my, my main point, but I think that see, the, the, the first kick of the ball, I, um, Tillman was uh, wrestling right away, so you've seen that um, he was sort of targeted right away, and the boy was absolutely phenomenal. I think he's an absolute smashing football player, but the stamp on his ankle, I cannot believe that the referee can't manage a game, and that is a sending off. It should, even if it was a yellow card, a free kick, and we wouldn't have had that controversy. Refereeing standards, VARs came in and it was meant to be better. It doesn't seem to happen, guys. I mean, you're right. The previous caller said he thought it was a red, thought it was a stamp. The guys just didn't. You just didn't. You just didn't think it was, you know, all the all the kind of tick boxes about it being, you know, sort of excessive force. I know intent's not really. We, we kind of we flirt with intent and when it's relevant, and when it's not. You guys just felt it was an accident. The Thistle player was putting his foot down, and, and Davy can. 
you're, you're almost going to have to agree to disagree on that yeah, If you see uh, one thing from yeah. the exact same incident Davy sees another I, I don't really know what the next stage for that argument I just, is uh, Explaining like, my point of view I think we need to get away from when You know we see a player's studs coming down And you know another player's ankle That everyone goes wow that's a stamp Remember these things happen Players legs fall into an awkward position mm. Players are in motion going forward Sometimes happens It, it just happens it doesn't mean it's a stamp. That's that's my explanation of what I saw. Yeah, to be fair though, Gordon, then there's a separate one that if, if you think it's a free kick, and even if it's a yellow then, and if it's not a red, if the free kick is given, um, then the next bit doesn't happen, mm -hmm. which is a real shame because that would be two nights of phone-in that we'd have had to <laughs> fill. Um, <laughs> you would take that point. I guess, I, I don't know, maybe we've got enough trouble though without worrying about free kicks that aren't given. Um, but I do take Davy's point. He said something about control and it maybe feeds into a wider part. It wasn't a classic afternoon for the officials. No, um, I thought that some of the, well, the penalty decisions, first and foremost, they'll be highlighted, Gordon. Um, going back to the so-called stamp, I can understand some people looking and thinking, yeah, he's, he's definitely stamped on him. It's, when you played the game and you play at that pace and everything happens that quick, you can't just judge everything right, that's a stamp. I, for me, and I looked at it again in the break, just to clar just to make sure I thought, you know, I'm 100%. Um, I still would look at that again and again and again, and I think that's accidental for me. Um, but Mark, was there a wider point then about the refereeing, the refereeing standards? Performance at the weekend, yeah. particularly that game. I'll agree with Davey on that last point, that the, the standards uh, and VAR... Uh, are just well something's not matching up here because the decisions at the game the, the penalty for Partick Thistle I thought it was an absolute shocker that, that Cholak was penalised for that handball we've seen it time and time again in this league so many contentious ones but for me that was up there with, with the worst you know ball wasn't going to go he was mm. mid-jump he was turning away his hands were relatively by his side okay the arm was up no clue the problem I, with those is now that We've generally we do have loads right? and I, people can have their own theories about what teams have been benef uh, have benefited the most or been penalised the most but now in February we've got a fairly long list for, for loads of teams and loads of different scenarios of just rank rotten handball decisions yeah. don't we so yeah. it's clearly a, a kind of a wide problem it there. is and this will continue until the end of the season uh, really well until something may change I don't know in the summer with the, with the actual ruling not what the referees are given but then I've got to say the Rangers penalty was equally as bad if not worse I mean the, the foul is clearly what two or three yards outside the box and I get that they fall into the box but how the referee can give that and then VR check it and it stands Again is beyond me Simple decision making I don't know what's gone wrong I don't know how we get it better But we've got to Because it's ruining the game Yeah some bad decisions But I think the most important thing That we've got to get Gordon I'm talking about See now uh, The minute It doesn't matter The position of players hands The minute the ball hits their hands I'm expecting a penalty kick in the box now That's just the way it's got with VAR um, They got with the rule I think we've got to address the rule We've got to get it sorted out whether it will be the end of the season or this is ruining the game for me. I can understand other decisions. Offside, obviously, is very easy to get with the lines and the way the angles are. But the handball for me is a constant problem. 
Mm, certainly is Thank you very much to Davey and Govan 01419511025 That is the number uh, you need You can tweet us at Clyde SSB Your football thoughts or just Your Valentine's wishes, poetry for Gordon DL um, And Mark Wilson David Robertson says Roses are red from an Arbroath fan Scottish football peaked at Ojeezy Peeps man Okay, he's worked in something topical mm-hmm. Terry, roses are red, violets are blue The Dazzler's nose must be at least six foot two He says <laughs> uh, Terry on there And my goodness, I thought we had really turned the show In a, in a very, uh, mm. very questionable uh, direction there when I started reading this tweet Kevin Fitzpatrick says he saw Mark Wilson taking his missies up Benvenue yesterday you were out hill walking <laughs> Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the Scottish Sun slash football I was, nearly, I was nearly our last ever close. show If you want no, to play no, Beat the Pundit It's 01419511025 And you have to call Before 7 o'clock Mark and Gordon are ready And you could play them at Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 To talk football at Clyde SSB If you'd rather send your Valentine's poetry uh, To the guys who are gratefully appreciative of it So we've had lots of I was going to say leftover talk But it's clearly rumbled on Events from Ibrox uh, on Sunday The goal that everyone's discussing Ian McCall's sacking There's been a few calls uh, on those If you want to change the subject Now would be a good time What about the old Darvel story Coming to an end last night I'd like to hear from you Falkirk fans actually Surely there's a chance uh, For you to Get the bragging rights You must have been sick of the build up All about Darvel Not so much about Falkirk So why not get your calls into us And, and have your moment uh, To celebrate Mullerwell fans Where are you a Massive weekend for the club And big few months coming up What do you think And we'll get to you After we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time, a clinic from Roger Hanna last night. Do you know, I think he was shown off a bit because he had Cammy Bell for company, oh, I think right. for the first time. Mm. So Cammy had never seen the greatness in action. Yeah, yeah um, was, I was listening. Whereas, was great. whereas you two are as hopeless as each other. You're both comfortable with it and that there's no showing off to be done. Yeah, great yeah. victory for me uh, last Thursday. Craig is on the line tonight. How's it going, Craig? I'm fine, thank you. Craig, I, uh, I try not to judge Craig, but you do realise you're spending your Valentine's Day playing Beat the Pundit against Gordon Diel or Mark Wilson. Are you okay with these choices that you're making? Well, I think I'll need to be. <laughs> well, do you know what? I know, I, I know it's happened. He's single. Well, he's, no, no, he's not. No, of course not. He's not been to the... He's not been to the <laughs> Say that again, sorry, Craig. I'm married 20 years next month. Oh, so well done, Craig. No, listen, nothing What's says. What's the secrets to 20 years? Nothing says I love you like a ball signed by Hugh Keevans <sighs> and Marvin Bartley. Do you know what I mean? Like that. I think that's what's behind this. So heads, it will be I've Mark Wilson. No signed ball. <laughs> I thought you meant three signed balls. All right, heads, it's Mark Wilson. Tails, it's Gordon Diel, and it is heads. It's Mark. Okay. Up against Craig. Good luck, Come Craig. On, Craig. Oh no Oh no <laughs> Sounds really up for it Sounds bang up for it Does Craig Okay uh, Mark I'll give you something else To listen to just now And um, we'll get the clock ready Craig 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Okay thanks Good man 30 seconds then And your time Starts now 
Who's been sent off more for their Scottish club? Alfredo Morelos or Nier Beaton? Alfredo Morelos. Ryan Christie won the Scottish Cup with Celtic and which other side? Inverness. Who was the last Motherwell manager to take the team to a major cup final? Alec McLeish. Which Italian side did Graham Souness play for? Juventus Who was the Celtic club captain Between Neil Lennon and Scott Brown Oh the big guy Stephen McManus Mm -hmm. Okay 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 Let's bring back Mark Can you hear us Yes Get one You ready Mm -hmm. Get one One's enough You think only You think one's enough To beat Craig Two I didn't listen But two's enough I've seen you shaking your head What do you mean you didn't listen I could see you shaking your head Oh no no Okay we'll see Ready Mark Yes Who's been sent off more times for their Scottish club? Alfredo Morelos or Nier Beaton? Nier Beaton. Ryan Christie won the Scottish Cup with Celtic and which other side? Inverness. Who was the last Motherwell manager to take the team to a major cup final? Stephen Robinson. Which Italian side did Graham Souness play for? Sampdoria. Who was the Celtic club captain in between Neil Lennon and Scott Brown? Steve McManus. Which Scottish Premiership side did Mikey Devlin join this week? Hibs. Who's the most recently appointed permanent manager in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, that would be. Hurry up! Hurry up! Uh, Hurry up! Uh, oh, no. Out of time. Out of time. Out of time. Craig, how do you think it went? I think he's done me with the Sampdoria one. I just mm. get, I can't believe I'll ever get soonest. He definitely get more than the one that you suggested yeah, he would get, Gordon easy, yeah. Who's been sent off more times for their Scottish club? Alfredo Morelos or near Beaton? Craig went Morelos, Mark went Beaton. It's Morelos. That's it. Eight to six. So it's one nil ah. to Craig on the line. Ryan Christie won the Scottish Cup with Celtic and Inverness. You both got that. Stephen Robinson was the last Motherwell manager, Craig, to take them to a final. So we're level. It's a level yes. game. Graham Souness played for Sampdoria. Mark goes one mm. in front. You both got Stephen McManus, who was the Celtic mm. captain, in between Neil Lennon and Scott Brown. And Mikey Devlin joined Hibs So I'm afraid it is a 5-3 win For Mark Wilson, Craig Well done, Mark I'm devastated Craig, that was tense The most recently appointed permanent manager Michael Beale Is Michael Beale Craig, a three was respectable You just met a man in form Hard lines And happy anniversary next month, by the way Oh, cheers. Good Thank man. you. Craig well and done. Mrs. Craig. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Better get to the garage. You're not giving her a ball. <laughs> anyway, 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. You're happy with that, aren't Just you? Just two men that knew their stuff there, me and Craig. Well, I can't, even have, a, really well, I can't even have a go at them because give it a good go. Got three. Told you. They, they were difficult questions. Easy. Really difficult. You were quite good tonight, I thought. You I was, I was, yeah, once mm. I get the first one, I'm on a roll. You didn't get the first one and got it wrong. I didn't get the first one, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Once I go to second one. Uh, I thought that was a trick question. You know that? You know, because Morelos is the obvious. Right, but to be fair, there's only two in it, so uh, I don't think either way is. I would have went for Beaton as well, unless I'm out. Yeah, I'd have got that one wrong. Uh, some Valentine's poetry that's harnessing no. one of the great Mark Wilson faux pas of his career. Um, Patrick says, Roses are red, violets are blue, are blue. If you're a magician, I'll give my watch to you. <laughs> Nice. Of course, in honour of the time that nice. you had your wa- expensive watch stolen by a magician, in um, inverted commas. Oh, and where I, was it again? I, I, Ibiza. I was in Ibiza. Yeah. Aye, aye. It's, it's expensive. I didn't pay for it. It's more sentimental value. Yeah, who's 
I was Roy, Roy Keane's. Roy Keane's so think, think what that could have been worth now. Oh, oh Spain, the wee boys oh, got a, oh, that a villa. Got his, he's worth it. <laughs> Sean says roses are red. Uh, what, uh, six sides has a six sides make a cube. Hugh Evans is a specky tube. tube. Yeah, okay. Where, you can see where that one's going. Uh, got a really, really weird one though. Oh no! Right, because I was like scanning this because it's long. It's like very long And I'm looking for the usual like, innuendo Or ins- insult to you two mm. Or whatever But I, It's just from a tweet called W Ooh. Um, A tweeter And it says Roses are red Violets are blue My heart beats faster At the thought of you You graced the pitch With skill and grace And left your mark On the game's rich tapestry And the place Your talents on the field Were plain to see But it's the warmth of your heart That still moves me your kindness and humility, oh what a joy And now, in my heart, you're forever employed You may have hung up your boots But my love still remains For you, Gordon DL Will be forever ingrained Who's <laughs> wrote that? Who's that That's not right That's not right That's not even it finished There's more But I just had to get to the punchline of your name <laughs> I, I swear I was waiting That's scary uh, yeah, that that's, was. that's weird It's only a couple of lines after that It says For you Gordon Dale Will be forever in great So let this poem be a declaration Of my love for you A love that will always remain Pure and true <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's not still, even funny as a wind up That's real Do you know a song I've still got left it. a number It's still there <laughs> Still in the tank <laughs> that's Still by there. the way. That's uh, oh, I'd be I'd be checking my rear view mirror on the way in the night. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a phone call. <laughs> that's oh, that's a, a, listen, oh, whoever it is put their feelings down in the paper. That's a lovely, lovely bit of poetry. Thank you very much. Why is there people that they love me? They just like you I, that a, much. Why is there people out there like, like you? you? <laughs> that's that's a great question. <laughs> I'm a well-loved guy. But they clearly don't know you Here's another great reference to one of your stories It says um, Clist, I love him, I love him, I love him almighty Dazzler's pyjamas will be next to my nighty He's my big sweetie I'm his wee sugar I'll be wife number four I'm Natalie and Brilliant Because <laughs> you two of course once apparently oh, yeah. opened a shop in Kirkcaldy, in Kirkcaldy together yeah. Which we have never found any that evidence of That is a true of. story Mm-hmm. I don't doubt you. That's do. Well, every story I've told in here has come out to be true. <laughs> Excuse me? It has. You think right, about it, Posta Coglu, Johnson. Um, you didn't else? even realise you had worked with Alistair Johnson. I told you that. As I just said, as I threw yeah, the mouse I've, across I've, the, I've, the desk. In case you wonder what that noise was. Of that many stories they just come mm. out. But listen, thank you to my uh, adoring fans. I'm always here for you Tuesday, Thursday, 6 to 8. Speaking of stories, one of the great Scottish football stories this season was Darvel in the Scottish Cup and the run and knocking out Aberdeen and everything that went along with it. And I think lots of people were watching with interest last night to see if the story could continue, and it didn't, Mark Wilson. In fact, it was a fairly convincing evening in the end for Falkirk. I think on one hand, you still congratulate Darvel for what they did to get this far, um, but also congratulate Falkirk and... A, a good result and what a chance to go further in the cup oh of course I mean yeah you're right give Darvel their, their due they've done fantastic they've been a terrific story and you know the biggest cup shock 
of all time. Um, but I've got to congratulate Falkirk because they are the ones that go in there, you know, with everything to lose and not much made about them. All the pre-match stuff was Darville um, orientated and Falkirk went there and rolled their sleeves up and got the job done. Professional. By the way, I've got to say, the goals that Falkirk scored were terrific. Some people could question Darville's defending, but the finishing, terrific from Falkirk and right what you say Gordon they've got a chance now to get themselves to Hamden um, yeah Gordon it was some run and Falkirk you can imagine were probably looking at it and thinking why are Darvel getting all the attention and, and we're mm-hmm. out to sort of spoil this party this fairy tale all these words that people kept using so um, they'll be absolutely delighted with their part in it last night all the attention going to Darvel, I think helped Falkirk Falkirk just went under the radar John McLean I know him very very well um, very professional uh, manager just got his job done went down there knew how difficult it was let Darvel take all the, the headlights all, all the attention and went down and done a, a, a terrific job professional job Darvel, well done it's, uh, it's been a great story fairy tale story especially the Aberdeen game but what an opportunity now for Multi-team air or Falkirk semi-final. Uh, we've got John on the line, who is a big Falkirk fan. John, how much satisfaction did you take from last night? Well, I've got a wee poem for you, Gordon, to start you off. Oh, Rosies are red, Falkirk are blue. We're in the quarters. Where's Darvel now? <laughs> That's good. It's a uh, fair point. Yeah. And I mm. wonder if you and your fellow fans, and maybe even the players and, and staff, John, were you, were you kind of spurred on by wanting to pop the Darvel balloon? I think you'd seen John McGlynn's interview before the match, how fired up he was um, before the game. And I think, you know, all the media attention, everyone's been talking about Darvel. And I think that's got under the skin, I guess, of the manager and of the players as well. And it's fired them up, you know, and it was a very professional performance from the side. Um, you know, I think getting the two goals in quick succession knocked the stuffing a bit out of Darvel. And then obviously the sending off, you know, let us go on and, and win the match. So uh, yeah, a professional performance and great to come away with the, with the win. And then look look forward to the quarters now against there. Yeah, I mean, you think John maybe in the lead up? It would be, and by the way, I don't think we need to make too many apologies for it. There obviously was something remarkable about sixth year Darvel and then beating Aberdeen. So it was understandable they got a level of attention. Do you think it went overlooked to how much of a, a confident run Falkirk could be on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've been unbeaten, I think, since October. You know, six wins, and then we, we slipped up against Allah last week. So I think that went under the radar. And, you know, as we've said, every villain, every fairy tale needs a villain. So God delighted that we fought it with the villains, and we, we walked away with a win. Pretty much. Uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it was easy for the Falkirk players, because it never is. But I, I think Daz and, and John there, you know, touching a good point, that all the attention... And the pressure, I think, was shifted to Darvel, which should never be the case when they're, they play at the level they are. And the Falkirk players just had to go and show that they're in the position they're in um, for a reason. And they did. Now, Aberdeen found that incredibly difficult. You know, everything about the club at that point was pointing in the wrong direction and it showed in the pitch how disjointed they were. Falkirk certainly weren't a team like that, like John was just mentioning there. On a good run, got a good manager, got good players who are looking upwards and they showed that in the pitch and that was the most important thing got the goals at a good time now at 2-1 it was just that wee moment that Darvo had a chance the corner kick and how different that could have been the sending off 
look, obviously makes things easier But you've got to give credit to the, the goal scorers Because I thought the goals that they scored on the night Were absolutely terrific Yeah, I totally agree I think that John McGlynn obviously had uh, done his homework Motivated his players in the dressing room um, Left no stone unturned They knew exactly what they were expecting from the Darvel side Full of confidence Got all the, the praise and quite rightly so But I just thought Falker um, showed um, why they're probably a full-time side. Um, it was always going to be difficult. For, uh, Darvel will run an adrenaline at times, but Falker were just mm. too good in the night. And John, as you say, the draw, the, no, no one, John McGlynn wouldn't want to get carried away, but it must feel like a really good opportunity to get to Hamden. Yeah, the cheer in the pub um, when the draw was made was outstanding. Um, the that's the best chance we could have had against the semi. I've been lucky enough in my lifetime to see Falkirk in four Scottish Cup semi-finals and three finals. So this is just another chance to get back to hand. And, you know, Aero fancy it as well, absolutely. And it's good to see Lee Bullen coming back to the Falkirk Stadium. But it's, it's a real chance, you know. I mean, Aero being kind of a bit up and down, started off really well. We're on a good run now. You know, the league's maybe... You know, seven points in the league now, so there's a good chance in the cup. Um, that might affect the league, who knows? But I think, yeah, this, this is the best chance we've got to get into another semi, you know, and for the finances for the club, you know, that could be massive. Yeah, a few, a few questions to be asked, maybe, John in the pub at half five on a Monday night watching the, the cup draw. Don't judge, though, you know, just, 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 just pointing that out. Thanks very much to John for joining us. You can, if you want more of a Falkirk fix, John's actually in the Falkirk Daft podcast as well. If you want to go and check that out, um, Gordon and Mark, I'm sure we'll do that on the way home. Let's hear from Mick Kennedy, the Darvel boss. Disappointed to be fair Disappointed to go into an all down Because I thought we lost two poor goals In really close proximity to one after all Listen we get into the game A wee bit late in the first half Goalkeeper pocket boy pulls off a great save Then we get into half time We reset things And I said to him Listen the next goal is critically important Then we get the next goal And I think at that point We're in the ascendancy Then we go to 10 men And the reality is at this level You can't play against ten men, uh, play against 11 men Or a quality of Falkirk's team Of course it's been a remarkable journey It's been a great distraction From our domestic Leagues and Cups It gives a taste of what we're trying to achieve As we move forward So it's, it's been great It's just disappointing It ended the way it has tonight In such a way Because it's obviously been a bit of heavy defeat After we got to 10 men But I'm sure over the next coming days When things settle down Then I'll look back on it with fond memories It's been astonishing like, Absolutely astonishing for a club At a level to get this far And also push Falkirk tonight For last parts of the game Until we got to 10 men So it has been an astonishing achievement By the players And everyone connected with the club But as I say It's now to pick everybody back up Over the coming days And get refocused on the journey That lies ahead must be so many positives, Mark. Obviously, financially, it's a very lucrative cup run. Darvel have been on, the publicity, new sets of eyes on the club, whether it, it does inspire the player, because we know it's an ambitious club. You know, yeah. Does it inspire people to be involved in those occasions more often and, and to climb the leagues and all that stuff? So, like, you don't like to get beat 5 1, obviously, but um, they'll take a lot from this run, oh, won't Of they? course, and, and not just the financial aspect, you're right. This is UK wide. The, the coverage you were getting was everywhere. Um, and Mick Kennedy himself needs to take huge credit for for sticking to his guns in terms of the way they played against Aberdeen first and foremost we've seen many teams just go back to front in that situation and try and hold out no, wasn't for it stuck to their principles and got a result and it was the same against Falkirk he stuck to the same principles and came undone by the better side on the night because let's be honest they had better players but even the players that, that play for Darvel have to take huge pride in and what they achieved and what they did for the town and that will attract 
other players who are, let's be honest, falling out of uh, probably the professional leagues will look at Darvo and say, that's a good club, that's well run, I'd like to go and play my football there. Okay, 01419511025. If you've anything to add on that, please do. If you want to change the topic, please do. We're here for you and we'll get you on next if we can. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I don't know how to tell you this on Valentine's Day, but I've never been so delighted that the show. It just came out of the break Because the last thing Gordon DL said Out of the blue by the way Not on this topic whatsoever Is that he would have loved To have tried on Sam Smith's outfit From the Brits I mean granted He did call him Stevie Smith at first <laughs> uh, but, but but Mark Wilson and I Got uh, got what it, what he was meaning So that's an image That nobody needs So we'll just We'll park that If you don't mind 01419511025 uh, or Twitter at Clyde SSB Good teaser for you Come tonight Come on then Stephen Not Smith Smithy uh, Has sent in a teaser for you tonight It's a cracker Can you name 10 players Still currently playing in the SPFL Who've made over 300 league appearances This century So can you name McGregor Let me finish please Can you name 10 players currently still playing in the SPFL Who've made over 300 appearances in the league this century um, Stevenson Hibbs So Lewis Stevenson Yes Is he Callum okay. McGregor? Callum McGregor Forrest Tavernier uh, None of them No What? Callum McGregor no, Callum McGregor Nope Alan McGregor Yes That's what I meant Okay uh, Considine It will be league so Oh of course right uh, Considine uh, Gandhi. Yes so Charlie McGrew no, let's leave it there Let's leave it there So, Callum McGregor just reached 400 appearances for Celtic, did he? But obviously I'm going to break into A lot uh, Well, that's not really oh, no, just, right, okay. I'm a, That must mean more than 100 of those have been in Europe and the okay. Cups, etc Yes, please tell me that's right, producer Callum Or we've got a stewards inquiry on our hands But no, it must be Must be James, James Forrest, no one Nope He's had he's had mm. ten twelve year. Mm. What about Stephen Davis? No, we'll leave it there. And you can send your questions in as well. Full time at Clyde One dot com. Full time at Clyde One dot com. If you want to send it in, that's what Stephen uh, did tonight. Now I, I did say this last night that come the end of the show, it was unbelievable. We hadn't really got round to talking about a dramatic. Sacking of Stevie Hamill at Motherwell Because that was huge news on Saturday That defeat to Wraith Rovers A couple of hours later the news breaks And that Motherwell are looking for a new manager And they go straight into a massive Premiership tie against St Mirren At Fir Park tomorrow um, So doing the press today Was Stuart Kettlewell uh, Because he is In charge at the moment Obviously he was employed in a, a different role uh, At the club um, so he was facing the media today and as, as always the case in these types of scenarios was asked about his role and, and his desire for the job and so on. Well, he said he knows it's a big task right now just to bring stability to the club but he is backing himself to do so. It's a big challenge. It's a big challenge for everybody at the football club. For me personally, I'm trying to take that side of it out. Um, I like to go back on past experiences and I've done this before. You know, I've stepped in when... Times have been hard and a football club's been at the bottom end of a table, so I know what it feels like, I know how 
um, how the place feels, how the football club feels. Um, I'm a little bit against this false energy, you know, this idea of, you know, a manager's out the door. Me personally, I'm hurting about that because it was somebody that showed a trust in me when I've been out the game for a, for a long period of time. So that's sore for me. Um, but what we do have to do is, and what we owe this football club is, we have to pick ourselves up. And I know that Stephen would want that. I know they would want us to try and uh, move in the right direction, even if that's just for a couple of days until we can get some some sort of stability and try and move the football club in the right direction. How do you- so that's for now then, but what about his own desire for the job? He, he says he's not pitching himself for it, but would be interested if it was offered. He says he's got players on side after some tough conversations. If the football club thought I was the right fit for this job and they thought I was the right guy for this job, then I would certainly take it into consideration. Um, see if they don't. I had a role here. I come in with a job of developing young players. So that was the job I came in to take, fully focused on, fully intent and try to do it for a period of time and get success. I'm not trying to be arrogant in any way. I like to think that my CV shows that that development side has been a big part of my uh, my makeup as a coach and as a manager. You know, even at first team level, I felt it was um, pretty successful in developing players, and with that came a degree of success. But if the board and if the chairman don't feel that I was the right fit for it, they want to look at something else, then that's fine. I'm not pitching myself forward for this job. It was a simple. Uh, question of, or it was a simple conversation of, this is how I intend to work for the next three days, this is what I'm going to do you guys will feel and rightfully so that you've let the previous manager down, you need, to, you need to own that, you need to take responsibility for that but this is what I'm doing, you're either coming with me or you're not, um, if you're not coming with me and you don't want to respond to what I'm asking you then tell me now and, and you won't be a part of that here whilst I'm in charge, which is fine, I'll respect them for their honesty and as you guys know, there's nobody's put their hand up and nobody said that that's the situation. Everybody wants to come forward and try and do the best for this football club. Well, strong words here from Stuart Keltwell. Strong words for an interim manager uh, who, you know, has not really put his name forward. I think with that press conference, I, I think he is putting himself in the frame in a roundabout way. Um, I think a lot of Motherwell fans will like the way he's speaking there, to be honest, that... The, the conversations that he's had with some players that they have to own it that the fact that they've let the manager down that's that's all true you can't get away from that as a player that is right you know everything can't be directed at the previous manager so I think Motherwell fans want to say that themselves to the players and they've got someone here that's passing that message on so look, he's in the prime position um it's always a tricky one when you're in the academy or you're managing the reserve team and you're asked to step up. We've seen it work in some cases. We've seen it not work and spectacularly backfire. So that's a tough decision to make for the, the people in charge at Motherwell. If he wins and he, it's a good performance against St Mirren, it's, it's a bit of a position the board are in. Does the fact that the Motherwell board appointed Stevie Hamill after an interim period and it didn't go to plan. Mm. Does that in itself go against Stuart Kettlewell? You know what I mean? Um, in the, you know, he might, he might do a good job and he might be mm. a good coach, but there, is there going to be this natural reluctance to repeat the same process? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned about this because um, uh, clubs do tend to put a youth team coach in or a reserve team or a number difference two. would be to be sorry to interrupt but he has He's been a manager yeah. in, the, in this league before yeah but so. he was he, he, he obviously you know people say well a job's a job he was happy to get into the the youth set up so if you're a strong for me if you're a strong 
first team manager and you're a think you're a that's your position, then you hold yourself out. For instance, get, like everybody needs to work. Though, I know that, but but I don't think people like uh, right. Who's out there looking for a job now? Uh, Jack Ross, for instance, right? Who's been mm. on the bit of a, I don't see Jack Ross taking a situation where he'll go. Yeah, I'll get into a youth setup. But they would be more established managers than sure. Right, okay, I see your argument. I I'm a bit concerned going down this road mm. just now with where what happened to Stevie Hamill. Well, let's right. bring in Stephen, who's a Motherwell fan. I mean, it's actually the first time we've had the chance to even react to Stevie Hamill being sacked as well, Stephen. So take us through it all. What are you thinking? I think it's definitely the right decision. Um, and before I go on to make my point, can I can I give you two for the teaser? No, no, yeah. because these no yeah. because no because these two don't need help, Stephen. Let's let's wait until the end and see how they go. Right. <laughs> Right, okay. no, no, uh, no, I think it's definitely the right decision, but I still have an element of sympathy for Stevie Hamill because I think these players have been on the decline for a year now. I think it's, again, I've said it a couple of times and I've been on, but it's three home league wins since Boxing Day 2021, won this season. Um, and I think there was a couple of mistakes that Stevie Hamill made. Uh, one was not having somebody beside him with enough experience, no blind care. He failed as an assistant to Gary Caldwell at Partick Thistle. And then his two previous jobs before that are Albion Rovers and East Kilbride. So that, to me, doesn't really constitute him getting the assistant's job at Motherwell. To be fair, he was there with Hamill when Hamill was brought in. So maybe it was just a case of him already being there. But I would, again, have liked to have seen somebody with a bit more experience beside Hamill. The other one is when Joe Efford get injured. We stuck to the same formation, a formation that relied quite a lot in Joe Effort's pace and the pace in the wings and we didn't have the players to play those systems we didn't have wingers with pace uh, and we never changed it and it's no work since then What about what happens now then? Um, Stuart Kettlewell you just heard from him Stephen where did the club go from here? I like what he said in the press conference today because again the onus is on a lot of these players but he also said Something about them going away and talking about things that they weren't happy about in groups of two and groups of three. And if they're not with him, then there's the door. And that, to me, I was kind of going, does that mean that was happening under Stevie Hamill? Of course, we'll never know the answer to that. But to me, when you look at the performances, it's the free stuff that's been missing. Stephen Robinson always used to go on about the free stuff. Tracking your runners, tackling, getting close to your man. Teams have been running over the top of us in midfield for weeks now. Um, and if Kettlewell comes in and does well, then it, it's going to be interesting to see what the board do because you highlighted that before they started talking. Will they go for another interim manager? I would be more inclined to give him the job because he's got a bit more experience though. Yeah, Mark, that that's where it's similar scenario to Stephen Hamill, but it's not the same because, you know, no. for, for instance... If Stuart Kettlewell was not currently employed by Motherwell in any other role, he might apply for the job anyway, and he might be in with a chance. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have. It. I'm pretty sure he would have. But I think we need to separate the two issues. I wonder if Stuart Kettlewell, you know, might have been playing the long game anyway. But Grandaz's question: Why you would go in at a youth team level? See, when you look at the amount of jobs that are given now to youth team managers or or guys in the academy that just spring from nowhere and then they're in the hot seat, maybe that is a, a, sometimes a manager's best way. And, and it's not nice to say, 
But you're right, people do have to work and if something comes at the end of it, so be it. But he's an experienced manager who's managed in the in the Premiership, who's been down, down there before and fighting and scrapping. You know, he knows the ins and outs yet, even though he's not hugely experienced, like some of them on that, you know, you, you look at the manager list and... Are there other names, Stephen, you know, generally, right? If Stuart Kettlewell's come up today because he's at the club and he's speaking and he'll take the team for the two games, but if it was more of a blank canvas right now, who who would you be looking at? That's the problem for me, really, is that there's no real names jumping out. I mean, you could look at Neil Lennon. Again, I don't know about that. He'd certainly get a rocket up a few players and when they stand for any nonsense. I managed to keep that PG there, so that's yeah. You had me worried, I must admit. <laughs> but I, um, so maybe him. And I don't know. I don't think at this point we could tempt Tom Coyle away from Queens Park. So um, there's nobody that we're jumping out. Mm, I, I don't, some sort of tax complication about Neil Lennon mm. returning to these shores to work any time soon. Does does will tell you all about that? You've uh, been in the country the, for a bit. There was know? stuff written in the papers a couple of weeks ago, wasn't there? I think more in conjunction with suggestions about Aberdeen um, the, the, the well known names that are here and recent and relevant and out of work would include Jim Goodwin Jack Ross, could you tempt them, would they want it is it, is it, is it an attractive job Gordon, to, yeah, to I them think it, I when, think you, when you could easily go down or does every manager just have faith that they're the guy to keep I, I think up? I think it's a very attractive job and I understand why Stuart Kettlewell and let's be honest there, he's, he's put his name in the hat um, with uh, his comments. I've not got a problem with that. Um, he wants to get back into first team management. He's in a prime position. I'm just a bit concerned where Mother will are at a situation. I think the bo- the people are making the decision. They're the ones that have really got to be careful here. They can't get carried away with maybe beating St Myrne tomorrow night and thinking, yeah, okay, everything's rosy in the garden again. They know the club. They know where the club is. They know the situation of the club. They should know the exact manager they need in this football club. Is it the character of Stuart Kettlewell? Is it a character of Neil Lennon? Is it strong leadership? Is it a coach? Like when Rangers were appointing a manager, they didn't point a, a manager that had a reputation of being, you know, the strong um, dominant type like Apostacoglu they point at a guy that knew the club knew the players and knew how to coach so I think the, 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 the people above have got a massive decision to make because if they don't get it right mm. Stephen is going to travel around the championship grounds and watch his team play in the lower league great thanks for that image um, Stephen any of those names do it for you Jim Goodwin Jack Ross Jack Ross um, I think the two I don't think Jim Goodwin would come in so soon after leaving Aberdeen, but Jack Ross, I think, because I think he did all right. He did all right with St Mirren and did okay in spells at Sunderland and did well at Hibs. It just, it just didn't end well for them at Dundee United, but if you were asking me that they two would be more leaning towards Jack Ross. Yeah, I, I think that's a good shout, but uh, Jack Ross is linked with any job that comes up in Scotland, really, and he's, I don't know if he's been asked about any of them, but He's not taking mm. many, so I wonder if he's picking and choosing his, his time. Motherwell yeah. and an attractive club, I I just don't see them as attractive without your chief exec as yeah, the ones where that's possible as well. Who, who's your boss? You know, um, exactly. look, 
there's, a, there's obviously a scenario I think where when these managerial roles open up I don't know if it's agents or it's some mm. sort of database pings an alert and then people just start firing CVs and you always get stories like this I don't I don't know um, how much we should consider it but did you notice that former Inter Milan and Brazil yeah. international Zé Maria has applied for the Motherwell job apparently really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know much about Imagine you and I'll him. I'll put him up in the flat. If, if save we the walk, travelling expenses, I'll look after Mother. We walked down Strathclyde Park, oh, yeah. Brandon Parade, just like the Copacabana. Yeah, down for a wee yeah, cost. I can imagine. What about is it, Dwight York? He was being linked with Aberdeen. Just take him. We take him. Well, well, he's on the scene. Yeah. He's commenting a lot just now. <laughs> Get him into Motherwell. Anyway, thank you, Stephen. It's going to be a very interesting period, so let's keep an eye on that in the coming days and weeks. Um, how are you faring on this teaser, you two? We're looking for. 10 players currently still in the SPFL oh, who have made over 300 appearances in the league this season. You've got Considine, Lewis Stevenson, and Alan McGregor, not Callum. Give me another name, Gordon. Uh, Liam Craig, surely. Not still playing in the SPFL, no, I'm afraid. Witherspoon. David Witherspoon. Witherspoon, yes. Mark. Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon, yes. Gordiel. Johnny Hayes. Yes. Good okay, show. we'll leave it there and we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Dale, Mark Wilson, both here. Both, I mean, I can see them both checking their watches, desperate to get out there and spend a romantic evening, given that it is Valentine's Day, but you're not getting rid of us that easy. Still 10, 15 minutes to go. And on this teaser, yeah. can you tell me? We're looking for 10 players currently still in the SPFL. Who've got over 300 league appearances this century You've got Considine Lewis Stevenson Alan McGregor David Witherspoon Craig Gordon Johnny Hayes Is Ryan Jack one? He is Good show uh, Murray Davidson Brilliant You've got two to get We'll get them before the end of the show Let's bring in Jerry, Who's on the line How's it going Jerry? Hi hi Gordon It's good She's as Valentine's Day I, I meant to say this a couple of weeks ago And the joke is probably past the sell by date now But um, if Shakira is listening I'm available Um Help you get over the breakup with Big Gerard. Um, the thing is, there's more chance of her listening to this uh, call than there is of Senor Morelos going to Milan. I was going to make that joke two weeks ago, but it's past. <sighs> I see the timing's everything. I mean, I do appreciate the effort. Gordon's ears sort of pricked up when he said when you heard when he heard Shakira. So I think we'll move on before before we get ourselves in mm. any bother. Mm. Um, <laughs> Jerry, please don't do this to me. Um, we're nearly there. We nearly made it through the show. Uh, what are you thinking about the football at the moment then? Uh, well, you know, I'm a bit of a negative Nancy. The best times gone, so there's a few things really annoying me. But the weekend, um, I wasn't going to mention this, but I will bring it up. Stephen Robinson, um, he really annoyed me with his post-match comments. I get it that he's an opposition manager, and I'm not asking him to, you know, praise Celtic to the hilt. But to come out with stuff like saying there was nothing in the game and the decision absolutely had an impact on it. There was one thing in the game that was at least a goal. And for 70 minutes, for an hour at least, we did dominate St Mirren. And we would have been 2-0 up without a red card had the St Mirren defender not actually committed the foul which got him sent off in the first place. So it kind of bothered me when people in the media saying, oh, it was a tight game, there's nothing in it. Celtic were never in trouble. Celtic dominated the game. Yes, St Mirren played well. They had a few kind of 
hard tackles as they usually do, but they were never really bothering Celtic, so that's just something that really annoyed me. But also, uh, Mr Tillman, um, he's another one, apart from the unsportsmanlike behaviour, has anyone really mentioned, forgive me if I've missed it, has anyone mentioned the dive he actually did outside the box, which he inexplicably was given a penalty for? Why has that not really been picked mm. up by the media? Um, well, I think you both you, you both talked about the incident, you didn't think it was a penalty. I'm not never did a you penalty. think it was a dive? No, he was filled outside the box. His momentum. Um, he fell into the box. Never a penalty in a million years mm. for me. Was he not caught on the calf, Jerry? But it was like the location of it. Because the guys are agreeing with you in the sense they don't think it was a penalty at all. But it was still probably a foul outside the box, was it not? Well, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that mm. one. I, just, I feel he went down far too easily. But um, another thing that's bothered me, uh, you know, I watched the Super Bowl on Sunday just before it, match of the day two was on. Mm. And they brought up all the odds for the Leeds job. Yep. Ange's name wasn't on it at all. And yet. All I heard last week on this show and the media in this country was Ange is going to Leeds, he's the favourite for the job and yet the English media seem to have a total different interpretation from the Scottish media. It just seems to me like there is far too many Rangers fans working in the media and if you think of Paranoid, you only need to watch sports scene on a weekly basis to see who's on that show who are desperate to see Ange get out of the country because they know how good a job he's doing. Uh, he's doing a fantastic job and they are desperate to see him leave so they are pushing this thing about go to Leeds, go to Southampton, go to Everton, please leave Ange because we know you're going to beat Mickey Beal next season and for years to come if you don't when who who's linked him with the Southampton job who's linked him with the Southampton job yeah. every it doesn't matter every, every newspaper I read what do you mean it, do you mean it doesn't matter I'm, I'm genuinely curious I've not seen him being linked with the Southampton job you're telling me he has and I'm very innocently asking you who has linked him with the Southampton job I'm sure I read it on the BBC website saying that oh now the Southampton job has come up there's another one for Ange to go for uh, if, you know it was the least job last week why Why is? Why has he been like all these jobs it just seems to me that no, again but you, you keep saying this all these jobs I, I think you're right I think there was a lot of talk about Leeds I've got the sky bet odds in front of me still remains about eight, what's that my arithmetic's not great eighth favourite maybe eighth or ninth so you're right he's longer odds uh, than he was um but what, what, what's the what's the difficulty in people for a, for a start, Jerry? Let's be honest and factually correct here. The first pundit, and you say the English media don't do this, and that the Scottish media. The first person who mentioned it was former Leeds goalkeeper Paul Robinson. He went on Sky eight days ago and said he wanted Ange Postecoglou to be the next Leeds manager, and that's where it started. And the irony of this, Jerry, because I'm sure you sound very intelligent, you you'll know exactly where I'm going with this one. We were done talking about Ange Postacoglu to Leeds tonight And you're the one that wants to discuss it again Well it was all on last week And when you mentioned Paul Robinson I, I, I was confused I thought you were talking about the characters of neighbours I thought it was some kind of joke with the Australian thing there That I remembered he was a really bad goalkeeper from about 20 years ago He was most famous for a picture of Borat When he let a ball through go through his legs behind him Why, why was Paul Robinson saying something When he's not involved in Leeds at all When he's not uh, in the least boy, he's just a fan. Why is that even a story? Why was that talked to me for like two hours last week? Former Leeds goalkeeper goes on the biggest satellite channel and says who he wants to be the next Leeds manager, and then and then people debate that. Jerry, do you know what? That's that's not that deep. That's just not deep. I wouldn't worry about it's it. It's a non story. It's a non story. Why is Paul Robinson saying he wants Ange to be the man? Look, as I say, I want to go on a date with Shakira. It's not going to happen. Mm. Why is Paul Robinson saying, oh, I want Ange? It doesn't mean anything. It's got no relevance. He's got no impact on the decision-making process. And yet we talked about it last week for two hours non-stop. So do you think then that we should just n- never 
talk about who who should be up for you know whatever job. For instance, we just had a Motherwell fan on there saying I want whoever to be Jack Ross to be the Motherwell manager. There might be a former Motherwell player appears. James McFadden, for instance, says he wants. Jim Goodwin to get it is, is that not just Part of the discussion Why does it all need to be So sinister Jerry? Why does it all need to be Something that gets you So worked up about Well you mentioned The Motherwell job Gordon And that's a job That's relevant Is up for uh, auction At the moment So to speak People are actually Going to apply for that job As is the Leeds job A Scottish football club Leeds are not any do This is a Scottish football programme Yeah I get that But when Sky Sports main sort of reporter on the, the lead story stands outside Elland Road on day one of the vacancy and mentions Ange Postacoglu's name and then Paul Robinson does it. That's kind of what brings it to, to the, the fore, isn't it? And then uh, John Kennedy, fair play to him, makes a, really, a very a sort of great line about tying him to the chair. Would, would we just then not play that? That would be stupid, wouldn't it? Well, I, I don't see what John Kennedy is saying tying into the chair that's a wee sarcastic comment because for the past three days before that the so we then shouldn't report on what John Kennedy said about it and they then, and then went on of course to praise the, the good job that Ange Postacoglu was doing you wouldn't be un- you would be unhappy if we sort of blocked out the praise from John Kennedy for the manager wouldn't you I don't have any issue with what John Kennedy said Gordon or it being reported I just don't see it's, it's got nothing to do with he didn't mention Leeds United as I'm saying, the media for about three days previously mm. had been pushing this story about Leeds. As I say, I think there's a lot of Rangers pundits in the media who are desperate for Ange mm. to leave Scotland. Mark not. Wilson, are you one of them? Are you desperate for Ange to leave? You've spoken Certainly about it not. at length. Certainly not. I hope he remains here for a long time. But you did speak about it. I did speak about but it. But why then? Why? Because he's doing such a great job that he's going to get linked with the biggest league in the world. And he was linked. And we responded mm. to that link. And that's the reason why. Hopefully Shakira's in touch, Jerry. 01419511025 for tomorrow night. Quickly, two more on your teaser. Paul Hanlon. Yes. Good shout. Mm. And. They're struggling. No, struggling. Uh, one more to get. Yep. He's back up here recently. He's, he's, he is in the league, as is everyone in the, in the question, obviously, but. Snodgrass didn't play. Back up here recently. No. Stephen Fletcher? Nope. Mm. Quick, quick, quick. No. Aberdeen. He's now wearing the captain's armband. Oh, Shinny. Your mate, well Shinny. <laughs> We're back tomorrow at six, and Callum Gallagher's up next.